So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. It's time for another Firing Squad, your favorite show from your favorite podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my partner in crime, Chad Sowash. And today we welcome Terrazzo to the show and their founder and CEO, Pete Chipalone. I said that correctly, I hope. The big uh, onion. Pete calling in from San Francisco. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, uh, so give us a little Twitter bio on you and then we'll get into the show. Sure. Yeah. So I, I had a very non-traditional career path. Uh, I actually started out programming when I was about nine years old, but then when I was, uh, when I was graduating from college, I got invited to train for the Olympic rowing team. So I spent 10 years doing that. Uh, the last seven of which I actually worked as a programmer and product manager at a company called Factiva. Uh, and, you know, basically my Olympic career ended in the, like with the dream, uh, we won a gold medal. Do you, so you row crew? I did. Uh, do you I'm, know the, do you know the Winklevi? I do. I do. I, I haven't talked to those guys in a long time. You seriously do. I was totally joking. Yeah. All right. Are they, are they, are they as douchey as they, they seem on TV? No, no, they're actually really good guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Chad, tell him what he's won. Well, Pete, you, my friend have two minutes to pitch Terrazzo. At the end of two minutes, you will hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q and a, if your answers start to ramble or you just get boring, Joel's going to hit you with the crickets. That's your signal to tighten up your game. At the end of Q&A, you will receive either big applause. That's right. Prepare for launch, baby. This is a penis-shaped rocket ship. Back up the brinks. Golf clap. You're going to have to work on that second stage rocket because uh, this one ain't going far. And last but never least, the firing squad. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> You'd better find something else because this bad boy ain't going to fly. So that's firing squad. Joel, you ready with that timer? I'm ready. Is Pete ready? I'm ready. All right. In three, two. Terrazzo is a SaaS platform 
for private customer branded recruiting and mentorship networks. Through our networks, our customers invite their prospects to connect with company employee ambassadors for informal human-to-human conversations, either video or phone, and we do this at scale. For prospects, it's a high-value experience for learning more about a company culture, and it's all within that company's branded settings. For TA teams, it's a way to deputize hiring teams and employee resource groups to get great prospects excited about the company while gauging what we call mutual enthusiasm. It's exactly what it sounds like. If employees are excited about a prospect, that's just like a referral. This process is also inclusive since prospects get to choose who they talk to. They can easily find people in their areas of professional interest and who understand where they come from. We use NLP to make recommendations, but that final choice is always in the prospect's hands. Our customers range from 150-ish person startups to enterprises like AT&T, Microsoft, Xerox, Dell, Under Armour, and more. And this year, we've begun expanding into internal mentorship, uh, especially for employee resource groups. It really helps grow retention and internal mobility. And you can find out more about us at www.terrazzo.com. That's T-U-R-A-Z-O. And not Tarasi, the uh, the famous basketball player. All right, Pete. No, uh, Terrazzo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's talk about branding real quick. So you guys had a little uh, a moment where you sort of changed brands. You got a big customer. Um, let's start with with that moment and why you came up with Terrazzo. Yeah. So the name comes from Turas, which is the Gaelic word for journey, and then that suffix zo, which is of African origin, and it means spiritual guide. So our focus was on being able to connect talent with people that were really willing to help them advance their careers. Damn, that shit's deep. Did you come up with that on your own or did an agency? Uh, no, actually, uh, we had a contest and a person on our team came up with that. Oh, that's interesting. What was the name before Terrazzo? It was called Instavisor.com. Instavisor. Okay. Seems uh, very reminiscent to Taleo. Uh, so your background, Pete, uh, why the hell get into HR, talent acquisition and recruiting? Why here? So very interesting question. For me, you know, what I really wanted to do was look at what were the things that like flavored my life experience? And there were two, you know, one was technology. I started programming computers when I was like nine years old. So I was really into programming. Uh, but then I had this whole sports experience and it was all about, you know, coaches, basically people who didn't know me, but saw potential, uh, and, you know, guided me through to ultimate success. And, you know, that also happens in the business world, right? People find mentors or they find people who just take an interest in them succeeding. And I wanted to bring the two of them together. And really the, the best place to do that from a business perspective is in, in the HR world, right? So whether it's talent acquisition and candidate experience uh, or actually, you know, talent retention and, you know, growing people inside your organization. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a brand new term, relational recruiting and adoption isn't high in this space. So what makes you believe this is going to be adopted by companies who, for the most part, HR, talent acquisition, they're not really keen to, uh, to adopt. Change isn't, isn't generally in their DNA. No change. So we've seen both uh, in the sense that there are, there are companies out there that are really looking for a differentiated approach to reaching talent, especially now when everything's gone digital, right? And the market is really, really noisy. There are so many companies out there that are, oh, we're in the top 100 places to work, but 
you know, who actually, who believes that? But when prospects have the opportunity to talk one-on-one with someone inside the organization that, you know, potentially understands their life experience and also isn't in an area they're interested in, that's a whole different level of credibility. Uh, the other thing that I would say about that is, you know, a lot of our sales often start through DEI leaders who are very keen to find ways to get their employee resource groups involved in the recruiting process. And, you know, especially over the past year and a half, these, these groups have put up their hand and said, hey, we want to be more involved in this. You know, how do we do it? And we provide a way for that to happen at scale. Pete, how does the the job seeker typically interact with the product? Is it a is it an invite via email? Is it a text message? Uh, like once I apply to a job, walk me through what that looks like for a job seeker and how I would get to the service. Sure. So let's say in in that particular example you gave, you have already applied for a job. In that case, our system would issue an email invitation directly to you, you know, a named invitation that you then, you come, you fill out a very short profile. So basically you tell us a little bit about you and like what your goal is. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you, you have a number of opportunities to choose employees inside the organization for one-on-one conversations. Uh, but our customers also use it prior to the application process. So let's say that they're focused on uh, you know, a specific group of people that they're really trying to improve employer brand awareness with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, they, you know, they may be working with, say, you know, an organization like the Society of Women Engineers or something like that. Uh, and they can actually just send registration pages out so people can register uh, and then also have those one-on-one experiences. So it sounds like it's less about connecting through the job application process than it is a work work company a we want to target engineers or something so then we create a page that an association might market to their members or you might market to their members in some other way and then they fill out something and then you have a technology that matches them to people in the people in the company and then they schedule a call and then just talk about employment opportunities. Those people aren't necessarily even looking for a job that use your service? Most of them are. Uh, and companies use it in both ways. Some, some use it prior to the application process. So if they're looking to, let's say, expand top of funnel uh, in you know, a specific set of roles or with a demographic group. Uh, okay. And then others say, uh, hey, if you've applied then we want to give you the opportunity to get to know some people inside the organization as your application progresses. Okay, let's talk about the former first. Do I create a landing page and promote that landing page and then people go and, and register? How does, that, how does that work? Our system actually creates the landing pages. And then, yes, so exactly as you said, except our system creates those automatically. Okay, but a company would have to market it. They would have to put an ad on Facebook or email a, 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 a universe of people, correct? Yes, whatever whatever channels they're using today, uh-huh. and you know one of the advantages of this is that again, you know, in a crowded advertising market, the opportunity to have a one on one with somebody inside the organization is a really high value call to action. So we see okay. we see good conversion rates. Okay, now on the employer side, they pick uh, what you call uh, culture carrying employees. So these are people that the company selects to be in this lineup to be chosen or matched with, with job seekers, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then the, the employees decide their schedule and when they can talk. 
Um, can they control how many calls they make? Do they control how long the calls can be? They absolutely control uh, basically the frequency of participation, and that that's what makes it very sustainable. So if you have a hiring director or something, they can say, I'm happy to have everybody on my team who wants to participate, participate, mm-hmm. knowing it might be one 20-minute conversation a month right from my desk. Okay. And the employer can monitor that or manage that in some way too, correct? Do they have a dashboard where they say, hey... John has talked to three people for a total of two hours. Jane has talked to four people for a total of 30 minutes. I mean, is that part of the, the back end as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing, you know, HR is all about instrumentation, right? They, they want to be looking at metrics all the time. So yes. Okay. It actually says on the website, 70% of employers only need to spend, our employees are only need to spend an hour a month uh, in the system. How does the other 30% look? Uh, are you seeing like huge use cases for some individuals within organizations and their time spikes or their, their availability or what have you? What does that actually look like? So the system automatically manages availability. And if, if an employee says, hey, I'm happy to do two of these a week, then like we'll let them do two of these a week if, you know, if they get called on that frequently. If other people say, I can do one of these a month, uh, then it manages that for them as well. Okay. So who are you selling to? Because you've said DEI, uh, internal mobility, mentoring, recruiting, and all those different areas generally fall uh, on different, uh, different departments for accountability, whether it's diversity uh, in recruiting or it could be in HR. I am could be in HR. It could be in recruiting, right? So who who are you selling to? That's this seems to be kind of like a, a hard target to hit for the salesperson. Our our sales process usually involves talent acquisition and DEI. Uh, so those two collaborating, and one of them will be essentially the lead. And then learning and development is is a new space for us that we actually just started working with last year. So that that's a separate use case, but I. I would characterize talent acquisition and DEI working together as our our usual target audience for sales. That's who we market to. Probably the two non-adoption uh, departments in the entire organization, other than maybe finance. I don't know. Uh, who is your who is your competition in relational recruiting? Who else does this? So first of all. Uh, a lot of our early customers came to us and said, hey, you know what, we have, we have a handful of people in a spreadsheet doing this today. So that was like our first, you know, sort of known competitor. And what they were looking for was a way to scale that process. But then there are also companies out there that do things like, uh, you know, online career fairs and things like that. But it's, a, it's an analogous approach, but it, we take a very different actual process approach. Talk about the technology a little bit. Are you guys powering the video and the audio yourself? Are you sort of powered by an additional technology? Talk about that. So yeah, everything in the system is fully built in. So the audio and video is is built in. The scheduling is built in. Uh, the goal is to make it such that there's you know there's nothing to download uh, or anything like that. Like it just it just works independently. Uh, but we do have the ability to also integrate and you know typically. What our customers will do is, you know, they'll say, hey, this is a new concept. This is really interesting. We want to try it. So it all, always starts with a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so at that stage, 
the integration, you know, it might be single sign-on in calendars. Uh, it might be completely independent. And then, the, you know, at the data level at that point during the proof of concept, it's all going to be flat files and sneaker net. We'll touch on integration in a second. So yeah. are the conversations transcribed to be searchable? Uh, are you guys hosting these? You're hosting the videos, I assume. Like how, yes. how, how long do you host them? Because I know that obviously gets expensive. How do you sort of control that and, and uh, create, I guess, content around the, the stuff that you're recording? Or do you? Maybe it doesn't matter. No, we don't record. And then yes, the video is run is run through our system. So we we host everything, but we don't record it, we don't transcribe it. What we do is at the end of each conversation, we ask both sides to to give feedback. And that is how we generate that concept of mutual enthusiasm. So when there's a prospect who says, "Wow, like having that conversation made me much more interested and excited about working with company X." And employees are saying, "You know, this is the kind of person I could see sitting next to me." Um, you know, like I would be excited about that. That's the information that the talent acquisition teams are looking for so that they can identify people that they can move on quickly. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters reduced cost per hire sounds pretty good right well great news this technology already exists introducing hiremaster.ai hiremaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources it considers factors such as candidate demographics job type industry and historical performance data it continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. Hiremaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting hiremaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R. AI. And I'm guessing about 100% of the job seekers say, this is an awesome experience and I'd love to work here. That's not exactly true, but close. <laughs> Talk about integrations. You don't, you don't mention them on the website. Like, is the, is the strategy to integrate with ATSs, with more of like general uh, platforms like Slack? Um, talk about your integration strategy now and into the future. There are two sides to the integration. You know, one is the what I'll call the employee efficiency side of integration. So that's single sign-on calendar integration. Uh, we actually have Microsoft Teams integration coming up for customers who want to use that instead of the built-in platform. Uh, but then on the data side, yes, it's very focused on basically making a seamless experience for the, the talent acquisition teams. So we're just now starting... Uh, to build integrations for things like Aperture, Workday, and uh, even Microsoft Dynamics. Okay, so you chose uh, video, uh, mm -hmm. but why not look at asynchronous video or messaging so it doesn't have to be direct, but yet we know that candidates will respond to text just as well. Are you looking to, to expand out into those types of conversations or are you going to stick with synchronized video? We believe that synchronous video creates just a much stronger human-to-human -human connection. And frankly, there are, there are a lot of services out there that do 
asynchronous video or video interviews as well as text messaging. Mm-hmm. We do have text messaging built into the platform just for notifications and to make it easy. You know, for example, if you are, let's say you're an employee and you're caught away from your desk, right? You get a notification and you can just dial into the conversation as a, you know, essentially as a fallback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think those areas of the market are, are well served. And really, you know, what we're focused on is that actual human to human connection. Okay. Okay. So h- how much money have you taken thus far? And are you looking for additional funding possibly, or are you going to bootstrap this bad boy? We bootstrapped for a long time. Uh, and then we raised a small seed round uh, at the beginning of this year, uh, really to focus on go to market. So essentially proving that the water flows through the pipes. Because as you said, mm-hmm. talent acquisition is a, um, is a tough market to sell into. So you have to make sure your messages are r- right on point. Uh, and then from there, you know, like, we'll see. I mean, if, if growth rates keep going, then, you know, we, we may very well go out and, and seek venture funding. But the other thing is that these days, startups have lots and lots of choices of, mm-hmm. of how to fund themselves. And what's a small seed round, Pete? Uh, I can't say. None of your, it's none of your business <laughs> is what he's saying. You didn't find oh, it on Crunchbase. Shut no. up. That's what he's saying. Uh, so let's talk about sales strategy, partnership strategy. How are you going to market? Is this direct to clients? Is this through partnership channels? How, how are you going to do this? How are you going to scale it? Sure. So we actually started just with referrals and we actually had, uh, you know, customers referring other customers and we have a hundred percent retention across our customer base going back to the beginning. And so then we moved to, uh, basically direct. Uh, but we also have some informal partnerships that, you know, may, may one day blossom into more formal partnerships, uh, with companies like Radency. Okay. So how big is your sales team today? And what, what are you looking at? Cause everybody's expanding their sales team. What are you looking at from an expansion standpoint for direct sales? Sure. Good question. So right now, uh, it's two of us. Uh, I do uh, most of the sales myself still, mm-hmm. uh, but I have, I have a partner uh, who works with me on that. He's almost like a sales coach. And then in terms of expansion, actually, we're, we're having that discussion tomorrow. Uh, just, you know, as we see, you know, basically these are the, you know, these are the prices and sort of this is the, the key market segment. And you figuring out, is that like an enterprise account executive or is it, you know, a different approach? Mm-hmm. Let's dig into the DEI for a little bit. You mentioned the product does uh, enhance sort of that perspective of the recruiting, but exactly how does that work? Is that on the company to select diverse uh, employees to be in uh, in the process or in the solution to match with candidates, is there something in your, in your technology that sort of uh, automatically reads, you know, matching from a, a diversity play? Facial recognition? That. Are you talking and about facial yeah, recognition? I mean, <laughs> oh my god! No, we don't do facial recognition. So I'll give you an actual example, uh, but I, I won't name the company. Okay. And this is a this is a common process. The first groups of employees that they will turn to to you know invite to be employee ambassadors will be their employee resource groups, and you know again these are these are people who are excited to be at the company and who want to know or you know who want to be able to share the story that this is a great place to work you know if you you know come from whatever background whether it's you know first generation college or uh, let's say military in transition or LGBTQ. So starting there, they build up that inner concentric circle of employee ambassadors, and then they will target their outreach to, to those audiences. 
And are you finding, I don't know if you're tracking this or not, are you finding that, you know, women tend to want to talk to women and African-Americans tend to want to talk to other African-Americans? Like, are you seeing that in the data? Like, can you show that to companies that say, hey, this is this is something that's going to happen as long as you put diverse folks on the other side of the, the connection? So we don't track at that level. Uh, but what we do see, we just see the engagement levels and essentially conversion rates of people receiving an invitation and coming in and having a conversation and being highly rated by employees uh, to be really, really high. Mm-hmm. I think one way to think about this, though, in terms of who you know who a prospect is going to choose is they're going to choose somebody that they think understands their life experience. And they're going to choose somebody who, by default, wants to, you know, they start out the conversation wanting to see this person succeed. And what information does a job seeker see about an employee? Do they just see, like, do they see the picture? Do they see the name and like maybe where they graduated and what their title is? What exactly do they see before they schedule some time with them? So they see all of those things and they see some profile information uh, about the employee who has an opportunity. You know, they can connect their LinkedIn profile, but they can also say a little bit about themselves and their, their experience, like how they got to where they are. Uh, and in addition to that, just their, their approach to engagement, like how they, you know, how they will conduct the conversation. Mm-hmm. And does each employee have to fill out their own profile? Do they like connect with LinkedIn and pull that data in? How does that work? So we don't pull the data in from LinkedIn today. We may at some point, but right now the employees just, uh, they can connect or they can add their LinkedIn URL, uh, but they do, they do type in uh, basically their own, you know, about me section. Okay. One of the, the pushbacks that I would see in this product is sort of the time that I would have to spend to manage it, to set it up, to get it going and keep it going, keep, keep employees energized and active. Do you get that pushback? And if you, if you do or did, what would your answer be? I mean, is there time saving on the back end because you can re- recruiting time is much less? Is it a wash in terms of the time, uh, time commitment? Talk about, talk about that. It actually results in reduced time commitment, especially for teams that were already doing something like this, let's say semi-manually. And the reason for that is all talent acquisition teams really have to do is either, you know, make sure the invites are going out or make sure it's connected to something that's sending the invites out. And then uh, on the other side, you know, check in, check in with the data coming back periodically. And the employees, you know, essentially do, do the vast majority of the work. Okay, so last but not least, let's talk about pricing. What is this going to cost me? This this sounds rather expensive, Pete. So it's the pricing is actually based on just what we call per learner. Uh, so it's annual subscription and it's it's seat based. So you can have as many employees in the system as you want, right? And as a matter of fact, the more the merrier there. Uh, and then it's based on uh, number of prospects that you're bringing into the system. Uh, at any given time. And that starts around $50 per seat per year. But one thing to bear in mind is those seats can be reused over the course of the year. So you may have, you know, three cohorts that are going through at any given time. All right, Pete, it's time to face the firing squad. Are you ready, my friend? Yeah, I was going to get a blindfold and a cigarette. But- I was going to say, as an Olympian, uh, this pressure is nothing for you. <laughs> nothing for you. By the way, who did you, uh, who did you beat to win the gold? Uh, the Netherlands, Australia, Germany, Canada, Italy, France, Great Britain. All right, this will this will be easy. Yeah, everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go first because Chad went first on our last show. Okay, 
There are, there are a lot of things that I like about this company. I like the bootstrapped angle to this. I know you've been sort of hammering around at this uh, since 2015, although the current iteration is 2018. One of the things that I like to do in Firing Squad is I, I go visit the website and I'm, I'm usually pretty good about understanding what the company does, what the opportunity is. I sort of get it pretty quickly. I found that with your site, it was really challenging for me to sort of understand what the business was, which I, I certainly I understood uh, after a few minutes. And then it was like, if I were selling this, what would that conversation be like? How challenging would it be to get this in the hands of companies? And I know that you mentioned uh, a few of your clients on the website. Um, it looks like Under Armour is a big proponent. It looks like college recruiting is a, is a nice little niche for you guys. But it was really tough for me to get what you do. And in the call today, I get it. But man, I just, I think about trying to sell this to TA leaders and recruiters and employers and how much time, if I'm on the other end of that phone, I would think about having our employees engage with this, activate them, keep them interested, monitoring it. One of the comments I think on your website was a guy saying, yeah, I talked to five, five women today. (laughs) that caught me as like a dating component to the website, which I'm sure isn't the solution. You know, uh, it's left to be seen if you guys can raise money around this. Um, so there's no sort of investor rubber stamp or stamp of approval on what you guys are doing. You know, the pricing I think is, is probably a challenge as well. I, I don't, I mean, the DEI perspective, I kind of get it, but I think it's a little bit uh, gray. The technology around it, uh, you know, I think it's fine, but not mind blowing. Uh, so for me at this point, I'm giving you the guns, Pete. Oh, you guys are tough. Chad. Oh, I gotta say employees carry the brand as ambassadors. I love it. I think it's, it's also a vanity play. So trying to keep employees engaged, uh, to break out of like their normal day to day and, you know, maybe have an hour or half hour to actually talk to somebody wants to talk to me about my job. That's awesome. Uh, for the 70% of those employees, uh, that's great. What about that 30%? Um, ERGs need to be leveraged more. I agree 100%. They are probably, possibly the best ambassadors that are out there. Overall, though, there's really no market validation yet. You're, uh, you're a pioneer in this. And you know as well as uh, the pioneers know, that's where you catch the arrows. Uh, will companies in large scale believe this is a real problem that needs to be fixed? Or is this just something they're okay with, same as it ever was, right? Does this create a bigger set of risks where untrained employees are answering questions that could expose the company to possible legal issues? And then there's no proof of what was said. There's no recording. There's no transcript. There's a he said, she said, risk, risk, risk situation, which again, HR, TA, slow to adopt, and man, do they hate risk. I believe you have an amazing idea that is before its time, and it needs a lot of work. It's not validated by the market at this point. It's not a need that anyone believes they have, at least in large scale, and it's pretty much a tough adoption-free crowd here in HR and TA. Uh, I see this as slow rolling, long education, extremely long sales cycles. Uh, and overall, I-, I love it. And I would love to see something like this gel 
you need a lot more focus. And unfortunately, you don't have that right now, which is why it's the guns. We still love you, Pete, and your service to the country. Ow. He's so mad. <laughs> We're going to have some crew team show up at our door tonight. Yeah, which is, which is fine. I'm not mad. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly disappointed. Pete, we hope you prove us wrong. We hope you come on in five years and tell yes. us to fuck off because you're, uh, you're mega, mega successful. <laughs> um, for those that uh, do want to learn more about you, again, that URL is? www.terrazzo.com. T-U-R-A-Z-O. That's good. Another one in the books, Chad. We out. We out. Whoa, wait a minute. It's actually been a few months since recording this firing squad and Pete had an update. So since we hadn't yet published, I thought, why the hell not? So here's Pete's update on the recommendations we just hit him with. Hit it, Pete. Thanks so much for, for having me on. It was really, really helpful, even if it was you know pretty rough. But so let me just give you some headlines of uh, you talked a lot about marketing and like the website and how difficult it was to understand what it is we do. We made some significant changes there that yielded immediate results. Uh, you know, you talked about the challenges of selling into TA and, and DEI. So we really focused our energy on segmenting there and have gotten significantly better results again. Uh, and then, you know, the last thing that I would say is you talked about the DEI use case seemed kind of squishy. So we have a number of customers who've had really good success with DEI. We'll be having some uh, some case studies coming out in the new year to talk about that. But everything you gave us was spot on and has yielded significant improvements in, in us as a company. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Dude, we appreciate you coming on and also giving us an update because, you know, it's important not just to hear where you were, but where the hell you're going. So thanks for thanks for coming back. Thanks so much, man. I look forward to chatting again with you guys in the not too distant future. Excellent. Talk soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.